say this every year. I'll say it again. My gift to you is a short sermon. I didn't give the, I didn't give the gift yet, so you want to wait. I know this is not New Year's Eve, but wow, what a great year, 2020, huh? <laughs> you know, one of the things that we have been dealing with and facing is the issue of fear. Fear is very real and very serious, and fear can be caused by all kinds of things. This year, we faced all kinds of fears, the fear of losing jobs, the fear of not having enough money, maybe not having enough food, and then, of course, getting sick uh, with the COVID-19 fear, and yes, of course, the fear of running out of toilet paper. Not quite sure. <laughs> fear has really been part of the human experience since the fall. Since Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned and rebelled against God, they dis- mistrust Him, they didn't trust Him, and they uh, sinned and, and disobeyed, and, and their relationship, their intimate relationship was broken, and actually, uh, they hid from their Creator, Genesis tells us that the Lord, though, went after Adam and called to him, where are you? And Adam said, you know, I I heard uh, the sound of you in the garden. And Adam says, I was afraid, so so I hid myself. All of us have fears. I would imagine there's not a person here that doesn't have some sort of fear. Maybe never shared it with anyone. Uh, Everyone here at King's Chapel, at least the staff knows, I'm, I'm deathly afraid of heights. I am not getting on a tall ladder. It's not happening. Um, that, that's just me, right? Um, but, you know, watch enough cable news, <laughs> uh, and it sure seems like fear is the dominant theme. And again, there's nothing wrong, let me just say this up front, nothing wrong with caution, nothing wrong with, uh, you know, being concerned, nothing wrong with taking precautions, but the fear, that, that polarizing, polarizing thoughts and emotion that, that caused us to turn away from trusting God, turn away from relying on Christ. That's the fear I'm talking about that grips our hearts and controls us. That's not concern or precaution, that's fear. It does seem that our news outlets and newspapers are using fear to get us to click on that, to open that story, to read their story. Fear has a way of controlling our lives, and fear is the opposite of faith. You cannot be a person of fear and be a person of faith. You are either walking in faith or being controlled or gripped by fear. They're mutually exclusive. But did you know that the good news, the good news of Christmas is the good news that God says fear not? Did you know that the Christmas story is full of people being afraid? Even as the world was preparing for the coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, an angel showed up to Zechariah, who was a priest in the temple, who was, it says, troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said in Luke chapter 1 to Zechariah, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will call his name John, John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus. Even as the glad news was announced by the angel Gabriel to Mary, Gabriel said, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Then there was Joseph, Mary's fiance. When angels showed up in his dream, the angel said to Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. And then soon after Jesus' birth, 
While, in the she- while, while, uh, while the shepherds are out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they were filled with, not fear, great fear. And the angel said, fear not. I bring you good news of great joy. So, although it may sound strange to talk about fear, of being afraid at Christmas time, the fact is many people were afraid during that first Christmas season. But their fears were overcome with joy and faith and gladness. And we, you can't be filled with joy and gladness while you're afraid. Joy and gladness comes when we're walking in faith, not fear. Trusting God, resting in Christ. We're embracing and treasuring the gospel. So what I want to do briefly this evening is talk about the fears of Christmas that are found in the Christmas story and then show us how the gospel, his name is Jesus, is the antidote or the answer to those fears. Let's start with Mary. Here's a young teenage girl, excited about getting married, right? Probably a little nervous, probably a little scared, but like most girls, she's looking forward to that day of her wedding. Mary was not simply engaged. The Bible tells us she was betrothed a state much more legally binding in those days, not like uh, an engagement that we uh, do. It was a solemn promise that actually divorce needed, uh, was necessary, was necessary to break it. The angel shows up to this little dinky town to this teenage, peasant teenage girl, probably no more than 14 years old, who's planning a wedding, and he says to her, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Greetings, O favor one. The Lord is with you. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. God's grace is upon you, Mary. But she was greatly troubled. And she, she tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. She was afraid. Do not be afraid. For you have found favor with God. God's grace, God's unmerited, unearned love is upon you. Verse 31. And behold, you will conceive. In your womb, and you will bear a son. You will call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called a son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Second Samuel 7, a promise made to King David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, an eternal son, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? I, I'm a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Mary, do not be afraid. Mary, do not let your fears rule you. You have been given favor, a grace by God. Do, do you think that Mary remembered that? When, when the people in her community found out this young teenage girl that's engaged was pregnant? Do you think she remembered that when she was rejected? Do you think she remembered God's grace and favor upon her when she contemplated over and over in her mind all the uncertainties of now the future? Maybe even her inadequacies. Can you imagine being told you're going you're gonna to raise the eternal son, the holy one? Thinking to herself, how is this really all going to work out? Fear of the unknown future can be crippling. But fear of the unknown is melted away when God makes it known to us. The creator, the sovereign of the world. And when God makes a promise, and God's promise to Mary is that his grace is upon her. So what did Mary do? Did she stay in her fear? No, she trusted the will of God. Look at verse 38. And Mary said, behold, 
I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Thy will be done. And the angel left. She said, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but, but I know the will, known will of God, and I'm going to trust him. He's bringing about salvation to the whole world. He is the sovereign over all the affairs of mankind. Let it be according to your word. In fact, I, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I'm a virgin, but I'll trust him. The fears we face from uncertainty of the unknown, maybe even inadequacy, inadequacy can be melted away as we walk in the grace and the love and the will of God. God called on Mary to step out in faith in order to be part of his divine plan. And part of that plan meant it would cost Mary something. There would be shame. There would be false accusations. False shame, false accusation. But Mary steps out in faith because she knew God. She knew God loved her and she knew God's grace was upon her. Next we find Joseph. He's prepared for a wedding too. Let's not forget, right? He's getting married too. Every time Mary comes to him and says, what do you think? He just says simply, whatever you want, honey. (laughs) Scripture says he was a just man, just man. When he found out that Mary was pregnant, he chose to honor her. He was unwilling to heap shame upon her, so he resolved in his own heart that he will divorce her privately, or quietly, really means privately, rather than drag her through the legal court systems and and heaping and exposing her to greater and more shame. But as he's considered these things, an angel of the Lord, an angel of the Lord comes to him. Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you, Joseph, shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Notice verse 22. For all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, prophet Isaiah, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Joseph, your dreams, your future, your hopes are crashing down, but Joseph, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Joseph, as you go through this life being ridiculed, mocked, maybe deep disappointment, as your heart aches and life gets hard, don't fear. I mean, I can't imagine all the fearful things being said to Joseph and Mary as they as they, things and fearful things they have to overcome. A teenage pregnant girl who was saying God made her pregnant. And Joseph, like, you really buying all this? You believe her? Yet Joseph stepped out in faith also. Why? Because underneath all of his fears, God was fulfilling his word to his people. God is visiting his people. God made a promise. He's delivering his people. God keeps his promises. Look, all this took place. Look what happens. All this took place, verse 22. As the Lord had spoken to the prophet. God was doing what he said he was going to do. And what did Joseph do? He believed God's promise, God's word. Look what it says in verse 24. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Contemplation is over. He took his wife. Joseph, as you watch your dreams, your future hopes come crashing down, do not fear. Trust God's word. 
Trust God's promises. God keeps all the promises he makes. Hope in him. Do not fear God's purposes in your life. Lastly, after, shortly after Jesus was born, the people, first, the first group of folks that actually after Jesus was born who heard the good news were shepherds in a field near Bethlehem keeping watch over their flocks. By this time in the New Testament, uh, the, 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 uh, the shepherds were a despised occupation. They were unclean. Many shepherds were accused of robbery and, and using land that didn't belong to them. It wasn't a great job. Yet God visited these outcasts to be the first recipients of the good news after Jesus' birth. Luke chapter 2, verse 9. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them out on the field, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Right? So remember, this is before cell phones. This is before street lights. This is before flashlights. Can you imagine it's really dark? The only light you ever seen was a candle or a fire. And all of a sudden, not just any light, but the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they had great fear. You know what that means? Some had to go home and change. <laughs> Why were they afraid? Because the manifestation of God's presence and power flashed all around them. The glory of the Lord shown around them. The truth is that ordinary folks <laughs> always display fear when they're confronted with the presence and the reality of a holy God. In fact, Isaiah chapter 6, you know, some many of you are familiar with Isaiah chapter 6, as he's ushered into the, into the throne room of God, and he sees the Lord sitting on his throne, high and lifted up, the train of, of his robe filled the temple, angels are flying and are calling out, one to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The foundations of the threshold shook, and a voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke, and Isaiah said, woe is me, for I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips. God's glory, God's Glory is his weightiness, his intrinsic greatness, moral perfection, incalculable worth, immeasurable, immeasurable value that he has upon, upon himself, that he has in himself above all things. It was the late R.C. Sproul that talks about this encounter as reflecting the normal trauma that occurs when a person meets the living God. God shocks our systems, traumatizes us with holiness. And the point here is that God is holy, righteous, perfect, and we are sinful. And when God's Infinite beauty and holiness shows up. There is fear of being completely undone. No wonder the shepherds had great fear. But the angel comes to them and says the same thing that they said to Zechariah, to Mary, to Joseph. They say to the shepherds in verse 10, fear not. I bring you good news of great joy. There's great fear, now there's great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. The fear of death. The fear of being completely undone. Being exposed is met with fear not. Fear not. 
Because the Christmas story and the Christmas message is not, I've come to kill you, but I've come to heal you, to save you, to absorb the punishment that you and I deserve because of our sins, to get, to get back into this intimate relationship that Adam and Eve lost in the garden. The shepherds were afraid because they thought this, this angelic being, this, this, with, this, with this glory of God uh, in their midst, that would, would, would bring some punishment upon them, and their fear turned into joy as they see the wonder and the beauty and the angels praising God. Look, verse 14, glory to God in the highest as they're praising God, and on earth peace among those whom he is well pleased. Praise is the antidote to panic. Angels were singing. They, 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 they hear the great news of great joy. A Savior is born, the Messiah, in the Bethlehem, in the city of David himself. And Jesus comes that first advent, advent, not as a wrath administer, but a wrath absorber. And what do they do? Look what they do. They run down the hills. They run down the hills, downtown to the stable where they find a child in a manger just like they've been told. He's wrapped in swaddling clothes. Luke chapter 2 verse 15, the angels went away from them into heaven. The shepherds looked to one another. Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which who? The Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. You know, this decision by the shepherds were is really a wonderful example of how people acting in faith, in the will and the word and the wonder of God, they went. They heard the message and they did something about it. They trusted God and said, let's go see what the Lord has said. All the fears that being, all the fears that the Lord's birth brought has been removed. From the shepherds, it was the fear of punishment. For Mary, the fears of the unknown future inadequacies for joseph was the fear of lost dreams and future hopes mary is afraid but when she embraces god's grace recognize she belongs to him all her fears are gone she reverently accepts his will you cannot be controlled by your fears you will not be controlled by your fears if you give the control of your life over to god i am the servant of the lord let it be to me according to your word that's a different kind of, that's a reverence. That's an awe. If we're listening and reading and taking in a regular diet of fear each and every day, you can expect to live fearful lives. This ain't a blue and a red thing. This ain't a conservative or liberal issue. If all we do is feed on our fears, that's what we will become fearful. Joseph is afraid, but his fears vanish as he reverently accepts God's word, God's promises, and his fears are gone. Disappointment about future dreams will diminish when all our hopes and all our dreams are given over to the Lord following his word. So where's your hope this evening? What are you putting your hope in, your future in? Health, is it money, jobs, political parties? I sure hope not. Joseph trusted God. Then you have the shepherds. They're afraid, but, they're, but when they hear the great news that a Savior is born who will bring peace, who will bring God glory, that sins are forgiven, they act on God's wonderful gift and their fear is turned to joy as they run to see the Savior. The shepherds did what we must all do and come to faith in Christ. Adam and Eve ran. Adam and Eve hid themselves from God. 
You see, it's all about relationship. It's all about relationship. Mary and Joseph and the shepherds trusted God's will in the midst of uncertainty. They believed God's promises when things didn't go their way, and they embraced the one who came to us that Christmas night, who will be great and call the Son of the Most High, who will be given the throne of his father David, who will reign over a kingdom forever. He'll be the savior of the world who will, who will save his people from their sins. He was the one promised from long ago by many prophets. prophets. That's the good news of great joy. So this Christmas Eve, let us learn the lesson that Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds learned. Fear not, but trust God. Fear not, trust God's will. Fear not, but trust God's word. Fear not, place your faith in Jesus who went from the cradle to the cross. He's the one and only Savior. He is the one who lived a perfect, sinless life, a life we could never live, and dies for us as an atoning sacrifice on the cross. That was his mission, to live that perfect life, to go to the cross, to be buried, and three days to rise from the dead. You know, in a world that... In a world where it seems that promises are made to be broken and fears are meant to be kept... God keeps his word. God keeps his promises. And God kept his promise so that you can have a relationship with him if you turn from your sins and place your hopes and dreams, uncertainties, your life in his hands, and then watch your fears melt away. Let's rejoice this Christmas Eve that the Lord has taken our fears away. As the band comes up, Heard a story about a farmer, his wife and children. She was a follower of Christ, he was not. He mocked her faith. And then one Christmas Eve, she took the children and went to church. And while he sat on his, in his farmhouse, it began to snow. It began to snow really, really hard. And as he sat there by the fire, he heard a thump on the window, thump on the window, he went out and looked around, and he saw, to his, to his shock, there was actually a, a swarm of geese that got caught up going south. And they were just in the middle of the field, aimlessly running around, and, and he noticed there was a, his barn was close. He ran and opened up the barn. He started shooing and trying to get the geese to come where it was safe until the snowstorm would subside. But every time he got near the sheep, they would be more afraid. More afraid and more afraid. And he did everything. He waved his arms. He did everything he could to get their attention. To get out of the way of the wind and the snow and into safety. Where it was warm. Into shelter. Frustrated. He said, why don't they listen to me? Can't they see this is the only place they can go and they have to, to go in. But they're, they're, they're so afraid of me I can't get them. And he thought for a moment. And remembered as his wife left the house he mocked her. Why would God lower himself and become like one of us? And they thought for a minute, if only I could be like one of them. Because the humans they're afraid of. But if I could become like them, like a bird, they would follow me. Jesus Christ comes into the world so that our fears, the fear of death, the fear of disappointment, the fear of ridicule can be taken away with a relationship with him. Will you trust him to take away your fears? Will you walk with him this Christmas Eve?
and receive him as Lord and Savior who died for your sins, who rose from the dead, who's coming again, who loves you and wants you to be his own. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful that you sent your son into the fearful world in which we live. And Lord, we pray, God, that our fears would be turned over to you, that we will be turn our lives to you, and that Christ would be our Lord, our Savior, and we would trust you today. And Lord, if there's someone here that has never received the gift of Christmas, Lord, we pray your spirit would show them their sin and the Savior and give them the ability to turn from trying to save themselves to trust in Jesus who willingly went to the cross and died as an atonement for sin, rose victorious, and for all who call upon his name shall be saved. Lord, we call upon you today. And we worship you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.